Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, and welcome to another edition of the podcast 15 Alive, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So, we are at November 21st, the weekend before um, Thanksgiving, and I thought, you know, something I haven't talked about, and, you know, people ask me, and family and friends know (laughs) what it's like, but... People ask, like, what are the holidays like in in prison or in jail, right? And um, there's a lot of viral stuff going on. And I'm like, damn, how come TikTok wasn't around when I was in prison? I probably would have had a TikTok and had a million followers and all this junk too, right? But uh, Because I did have cell phones back then. But to be honest, I never got on. um, Back then it was MySpace, you know, Facebook. I want to say started up like right before I got out, but yeah, it, there wasn't a lot of social media stuff. Matter of fact, I'll date it. Um, the older people will know uh, of a site called Moco Space that was kind of like a weird dating type site where you kind of hit people up and stuff. But anyway, that was one of the things we all used to get on. But anyway, so yeah, um, what do you do for the holidays, right? Like, do you enjoy yourself? Do you uh, uh, do anything, right? So first off, um, something that happens in prison and jail is they usually give you something a little bit different. So like on Thanksgiving, you'll get like the sliced turkey, kind of like a hungry man dinner type deal, right? Um, Usually uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, get a little extra food, like not a lot, but a little extra, and they'll throw the cranberry sauce in there, and uh, you might get a little little tiny miniature sliver of pumpkin pie, you know, stuff like that. So that's when you go to chow, right? Not so much county jail. Um, to be honest, county jail was so long ago, I kind of don't remember. I know they give you something, but definitely nothing, prison's definitely way better than county jail, but... Um, yeah, so in prison, you get your little turkey, you might have some mashed potatoes, they might even give you some a little bit of stuffing or whatever, your little cranberry sauce and your, your little slice of pie with a little dab of whipped cream on top, right? Um, nothing great, but something to kind of, you know, whatever. But don't forget, um, maybe not as maniacal as it looks in the movies and everything, but I will say this, um, when it's time to go to chow, you, you usually know, unless there's like a bad count or something that happens, you're usually, your building is going to go around in that same uh, 10 to 20 minute window every day, every night, whatever, for breakfast and dinner, right? So you pretty much know when to be ready for chow. Um, and it, with that being said, mind you, like where I was, there were six buildings on each yard. So one building goes, right? And there's two chow halls, so they kind of split you up between the two chow halls. You fill the chow hall, and literally within like 10-ish minutes, um, they're cycling, you know, like they're about to release the next building. So that's about how much time you got to freaking eat, 
right? So you get there and, you know, pretty soon the next building's coming in and you got to start getting up because other people want to sit down too, right? So um, a lot of people will bag stuff up using gloves and stuff and bring it back so they can take their time and eat or make some extra food to go with it or like... Me, I love chicken, so I would always bring my chicken back and make something with the soup and everything, right? But needs to say, back to this whole holiday thing, right? So you might get your your little extra food at chow, right? It makes you feel kind of a little bit better, like, ooh, I, you know, it was something different than the regular menu. And I'll tell you, you could, uh, like, go into a coma when you wake up, at least breakfast, not dinner. But breakfast, like... If someone brought you breakfast, you could tell them what day of the week it was because breakfast was the same thing every day. You know what I mean? It was, uh, you know, Saturdays was always pancakes. So if someone brought you pancakes, you're like, oh, it's Saturday. (laughs) If they brought you scrambled eggs with cheese with some onions and stuff in it, you know it's Sunday, right? If they brought you cinnamon rolls, you know it's Friday. SOS shit on a shingle or biscuits and gravy, you know, that that's every Tuesday, right? <laughs> so it's like you could you could set your clock by by that stupid breakfast. But anyway, you really get used to the same old, same old junk, right? Dinners uh were on like I think uh, I wanna say it was a five or a six week rotation. So that menu would switch up, but they would put it out for that long because they order food and everything for it, right? So they they have to kind of plan it out, but those Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners were a little bit, you know what I mean, better. And every once in a while on St. Patrick's Day, they might try and switch something up, make it kind of, you know, Irish, you know, whatever. But for the most part, boom, those are your two days where you know you're getting something special. So we got Thanksgiving coming up. What about just having that, you know, that that familiar, that family environment, right? Well, for the most part, like even like the hardcore gang dudes like yeah you you have that so people do spreads and i'm sure a lot of people if you're listening to this for the prison aspect of it not just the inspiration motivation all that other crap um you know anything about jail and prison you probably know the word spread spread just means you're throwing down some food right you're making a spread and a spread can be as simple as you're taking a top ramen and throwing it in a bowl with some chips and and some beef stick and some cheese, you know, and you're mixing it up and heating it up and boom, it's it's something different. So that is your spread, right? Or you can get pretty freaking elaborate with it. So in the car I was in, the group I was with, the others, Asian Pacific Islanders, you know, um, Latins that weren't Mexican and, you know, even like we had some Jamaican dudes and stuff like that, you know, so we had like the whole rainbow Asians and all that. So we would get together and throw Thanksgiving Christmas spreads. And like, there were times where, man, I swear to God, like some of that food, uh, I'd be like, I, I'd eat it out here. I mean, we were frying fish making uh peanut sauce out of peanut butter and stuff uh fried rice fried dumplings um chinese sausage with onions and bell peppers you know white brown rice um freaking all kinds of like pickled cabbage like we all this stuff people would get duck in their package and we'd hook the duck up um 
just all kinds of craziness, right? Um, making adobo, a bunch of Filipinos. They, they cook a Filipino, make it in synagogue and all that stuff. So we would have all these different varieties of food, right? And just load up tables, like full of big serving, you know, Tupperware bowls and stuff. And we'd all get together. And a lot of times, you know, there, there were the religious homies. So, you know, people would say their prayers and everything. Um, we'd all grab bowls and sit and eat together. And, you know, it, you kind of, you kind of didn't, I mean, you knew you were still in prison and like, you can't, you never get away from that. Right. Um, but, but it felt good. It felt safe. It felt, um, you felt love, you know, there would be a, a bunch of homies that didn't have anything. So they don't really have money. They don't really have, uh, food, canteen, um, whatever, um, and you take care of them, you know, so things still, like that kind of stuff, still went on in prison, right, and then even in county jail too, but people, like, they, they don't, they want to stick with that, and here, here's the crazy thing, right, what a lot of people don't realize, is there were guys that were in there that never had that on the streets, right? Like broken homes. And when I say broken homes, I'm talking about mother or father not in the picture. Sometimes neither one of them in the picture. Sometimes these dudes were living on their own from the time they were like nine, 10 years old. Like all they knew was the streets, you know? And now, um, you know, quote unquote, I'm educated, but I think I'm more educated from experience and from just reading outside of school than I am from my two degrees. But, you know, my experiences and my education make me really think about some of these guys and go, damn, like what opportunities did they really have? Right. What what chance did they have to 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 make something out of themselves in life? Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't care what your circumstances are. I don't care what your background is. I don't care about any of that. I'm a 100% believer that you can make things happen if you really want to. Like, I believe I could be so much more than I am. I just know that I dedicate time to stuff that doesn't do anything for me. And I'm not saying I'm okay with that, but I'm saying I understand that, right? Um, but... Like when you stack that much stuff against someone, especially when you're not even a teenager, like that's hard for for a child to to grow up and to, to make the right decisions and do the right things. And then as they get older to realize that. Right. So I looked at a lot of guys in there like, damn, you know, good thing you're not dead. But at the same time, maybe you killed someone and that's why you're in here now, you know. But at the same time, society totally turned their freaking back on these individuals. Um, and, and then we sit there and go, oh, well, they're the, the plague of the earth. And like, no, we are for not being around for these individuals when they needed someone. But anyway, so for them, right, that us throwing that Thanksgiving, that Christmas spread, whatever it may be, you know, it could be a homie's birthday and we throw a big spread and invite everyone like that that was new to them and and I hasten to say some of these guys who were lifers they developed that that family bond with us because they never had it on the streets and that's one of the things that helped them get out helped them get a parole date and probably 
help them adjust to society because they got a feeling for something that they never felt before until they got to prison, which is sad, but also kind of a success story that they probably never even thought about and maybe still don't, you know, and I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but I know there's individuals that never had that. All they knew was the streets and the gang life and the dope and everything else. Right. So, um, that, that was something that, that, we would always do is is find not just holidays but other reasons to to celebrate come together break bread so to say and 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 have some some quality um family time you know and it's probably why i'm so close to a bunch of guys that i was locked up with and not so much other people um flip side is um let's move down the 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 calendar right christmas I, I've always been a big Christmas person. Um, I mean, hell, before I went to, to prison, I used to get a real tree and put it in my living room. And then in my bedroom, I had a little fake tree and I would decorate the whole house inside, outside. And, you know, I, I, I loved Christmas. You know, I think I like Christmas so much because I like I like giving stuff like anyone else. I love getting gifts. Right. But I love doing things for people and seeing them like happy and excited and and. Don't get me wrong, sometimes they're not as grateful as probably they should be. But even if for a minute I see that smiling stuff, I that that gives me uh wind under my wings, right? But so going into prison, um kinda kinda you know, kinda hard to do that, right? So um I had to I had to kind of work at that, like what what makes sense and I can't just it's not like I got a job that pays good money and I make more money than everyone else yeah I had hustles and I had all this other stuff there were ways I could do things for people but I would literally hustle hard and and then even when like my parents are going to send me a package I would ask specifically and they knew this come the end of the year I want packages full of straight zoom zooms and wham whams which are treats like candy ho-hos ding-dongs like all that kind of stuff I want all that stuff and then I would even like ask my mom to send me like little um um, printouts right of like uh on sheets of paper that like you know the little things you could cut out that would be like little Christmas cards like it might be a little reindeer or something a bunch of squares of that and then I could cut them up and now I could put like to and from on them right and um then I would do stuff like go to the hobby shop. And in the hobby shop, you could order beads and all kinds of stuff to arts and crafts, right? Um, but I would order stuff like um, my mom, one year she uh, showed me um, that she made this, uh, what she called it, the, the reindeer poop, right? And it was like these little clear cellophane pieces of plastic that she put like M&Ms or Skittles in. And then tied them up with a little like gold foil thing and said they were reindeer poop. And it was like a little Christmas giveaway, right? You know, and I thought it looked really cool. So then I I tried to figure out how can I do that in prison? So I would like go to the hobby shop and do all this stuff and find stuff and make it. And sometimes I couldn't find anything. And so I'd literally like take a hair nets from the kitchen or whatever, fill them full of candies. And like I would usually put like one good thing so like you get like a cupcake or a twinkie or something and then like a handful of like little candies mints and junk like that tie them up put a little you know from santa and i would do this no lie like ask anyone i was locked up with 
especially like the last five, seven years I was in there, I would fill up a pillowcase or two or three, depending on, you know, where I was at, right? Uh, in dorm living, obviously, cell living, it makes it kind of hard, but dorm living, I would fill up my, my pillowcases and I would wait for everyone to go to chow breakfast, right? So they would leave, go to breakfast, and then I would go through the building as quick as I could. And I would go through and put these little baggies full of candy and junk under everyone's pillows, right? And not just the homies, not just the others, you know, like the black dudes I mess with, the white dudes. Like, uh, So I would literally, like in a building of, you know, a couple hundred people, like I'm dropping off a little bag, like this, this crap wasn't no easy feat. And I would do it. And it was funny because there would be years where people really just was like, I don't know who left that for me. And everyone was like, really? Um, and and that was just my way. Like, I would literally watch there, sit in the day room, drink my little coffee. And I'd watch and see people smiling and like, ha, 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 eating their little Twinkie or whatever. Right. Because Santa brought them something. Right. So, yeah, might be incarcerated, might be in a shitty environment, might not be around your real family, maybe not your kids, your wife, your whatever, your your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, um, cousins or any of that. But you can still do things, right, that um, that made you happy and made others happy. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of guys in prison who don't give a shit if anyone else is happy. And half the time, they don't want to be happy, they want to be pissed off. Fine, you know? I was kind of like, I'm going to make the best of my situation. And yes, I got stressed out. Yes, there were days I wanted to kill someone or kill myself. But for the most part, I made the best out of my time. And that was playing sports. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it, hustling. I love hustling, like the the art of the hustle of coming up with new ways to make money. No, no drugs or anything, right? But I definitely sold tobacco, which was contraband and stuff. So, I mean... Just finding ways to do things and finding ways to get guards and free staff to bring me shit. Like, but the the best thing was just like spending that time with these individuals that you get an intimate relationship with because you basically live in a freaking fishbowl with them, right? And and knowing that they might not have what they need. I mean, I remember a. Uh, in part of my hustling working in the kitchen and I was making a ton of money and sometimes people would try and pay me off what they owe me with like TVs and radios and I would take them not that I need them but I knew there'd be a homie that has an old TV or doesn't have a TV and I just give it to them you know and they'd be like what do I owe you I'd be like man enjoy it that's what you owe me enjoy it right and to this day like in the offices I've worked in I still drop off candy uh, but now I do it a little bit better. Like I'll go to Dollar Tree and buy a bunch of those little tiny stockings. And then I go to Costco and buy a bunch of really nice candy. And I stuff it full of candy and I put it in everyone's boxes or whatever. And people to this day, like I've been all over at different jobs and people are like, oh, who did that? And I always think it's funny because someone knows but then doesn't tell anyone else. And it's just cool. Like I don't go around like I don't want a freaking reward or a certificate for doing it. I just love seeing that. And you would be surprised how many convicts inside and outside are like that. But we get this rap about being gangbangers and killers and all this other junk. And people love using the, the rapist thing. And yeah, that's 
that's few and far between and not any of the people I hang around. But anyway, my point is we're going through some shit right now, right? We got pandemic spiking up again. We got states imposing curfews. And if you travel, they're telling you you should quarantine. Obviously, they can't hold you to it. But so many things that uh, are taken away from that family environment and people just can't deal with it. And I'm telling you, deal with it to an extent because it's not as bad as being in prison and you can still make the best out of it. You still have your freedom per se and you still have access to do a lot of stuff. So remember that there's someone that has it worse and if you have a way to make it better for someone, I've been making a point like I I don't like going to Starbucks like I used to just because I don't like wasting the money. But when I do go, you know what? I want Starbucks today. The last five or six times I've bought the person behind me, whatever they're getting, I pay for it. And yeah, when you you probably go, well, damn, that just makes you spend even more money when you go. True. But I feel good knowing like that person's probably going, oh, my God, why did he do that? Or why did she do that? Like I don't even know who it was, but why did they do that? For no freaking reason. And who knows, maybe that good karma will come back to me. So this Thanksgiving and Christmas, think about those that are less fortunate. Don't complain so much about your situation because know that someone has it worse. And make the best out of it. And make it good for those around you because those good vibes and good energy will filter back to you. Um, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up on that. I love y'all. Please be safe. Please be sure to tell people you love and care about them and how you feel, good and bad. Because uh, we're not promised tomorrow. There's a lot of people dying out there on multiple levels and a lot of other shit going on. And we we probably don't say the things we feel and mean enough. So I love y'all. Be safe. Um, tell someone you love them today, all right?